Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Nehemiah chapter 2, starting in verse 11 and going to verse 20. And let's kind of recap where we've been in the story. Nehemiah was moved by the description of the terrible conditions of Jerusalem and his people. He received support from his boss, the king of Persia, to go help rebuild the wall in Jerusalem. So here Nehemiah goes with the full support of the king to rebuild Jerusalem's wall. So what does he do when he finally arrives? Let's find out, starting in verse 11. So I arrived in Jerusalem. Three days later, I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. I had not told anyone about the plans God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. After dark, I went out through the valley gate, past the jackal's well, and over to the dung gate to inspect the broken walls and burned gates. Then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but my donkey couldn't get through the rubble. So, though it was still dark, I went up the Kidron Valley instead, inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered again at the valley gate. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing, for I had not yet said anything to anyone about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or anyone else in the administration. But now I said to them, You know very well what trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Then I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversation with the king. They replied at once, Yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arab, heard of our plan, they scoffed contemptuously. What are you doing? Are you rebelling against the king? they asked. I replied, The God of heaven will help us succeed. We, his servants, will start rebuilding this wall. But you have no share, legal right, or historic claim in Jerusalem. So Nehemiah finally arrives. And I would expect that he would have entered the city with a lot of fanfare and maybe a quickly put together parade. He's coming with the full support of the king to rebuild the city walls. This is a big deal. This is kind of like the rebirth of Jerusalem. Surely he would, you know, get up in front of everyone and as soon as he arrives, announce that he's come to save the day and help rebuild the walls. But before Nehemiah tells anyone, that he had come with the burden for Jerusalem and the vision to rebuild the walls. He goes undercover to see the damage and conditions firsthand. Nehemiah had heard about the deplorable state of the city from his brother and other people, but now he takes the time to understand what the current state of the city was firsthand. Nehemiah is a leader. He's an influencer. An influencer helps create positive changes by clearly articulating the current reality. Nehemiah needed to know what needed to be done before he could call people to rally together to do it. He needed to prepare. This was too important to just wing it and hope it worked out. And so for us, when it comes time for us to share our hope, our burden, our dream of what we believe needs to happen to make this world uh, more in alignment with God's dream for the world, to see justice done, to see oppression end, 
to see people who have been forgotten um, find hope. Whatever that hope is, whatever that burden is, whatever that dream is for you that you want to see change in this world, I think Nehemiah's example to us offers us wisdom on how to share it. In verse 17 and 18, let's look again at how Nehemiah shared his burden in vision. He said, but now I said to them, here's what he said, you know very well what trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. And then I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversation with the king. The first thing we see here is that Nehemiah gets real. He says the truth that, that they already know, <laughs> the reality of what they've been living with around them. The walls are in ruins. Nehemiah has seen it for himself firsthand, and now he's just being real and authentic about it. He's defining the current reality. This place is a disaster, and we all know that. Maybe they've become comfortable with the status quo. Maybe they felt like the question of how they would rebuild the wall was too big to overcome. But Nehemiah wakes them up and brings them hope. Things must change. And I love how he talks about the situation. He says, you know very well what trouble we are in. And then he says, let us rebuild. He wasn't some outsider lecturing them on their laziness or their lack of faith. He's getting his hands dirty. He's one of them. And this isn't also Nehemiah taking all the credit and saying he's going to do it. Well, you're not doing it, so I'm going to have to come and do it. He makes the project something everyone can call their own. And he gets his hands dirty and participates. And then next, Nehemiah, with concise clarity, says, let us rebuild the wall and end this disgrace. He gives them a picture of what could be, of what they could be. We will once again be a walled city. That's the picture of the preferred future that he presents to them. And then he's declaring, and God is in this. We're not alone in this. And he, and he again, he gives God credit when, you know, he had the opportunity to look like a big shot. He could have come in and said, yeah, this is me. This is my idea. This is my vision. This is my direction. But no, he gives God credit and says, God is in this. It's what he's doing. And then the people, well, how do they respond? They say, let's go for it. And they begin working. God invites people like you and like me to bring change when he moves our heart to a concern or a passion in our world. And so today, do you have a burden for something in this world that is not as it should be? It might be for a particular person might be for a people group, maybe for an organization, it may be some cause, but it's not as it should be, and you feel a burden for that. Maybe before sounding off on Facebook or Twitter or to some newspaper or a family or friend, um, we can ask some of these questions. Before I sound off on it, have I prayed about it? Have I talked to God about it? Have I asked him to clarify it for me? Have I said, God, would you do something about it and if possible, use me? Have you sought to get a firsthand look at the situation and better understand it? Nehemiah traveled around the broken down walls and through the, the busted and, and uh, 
burned gates of Jerusalem. He got a firsthand look. He better understood the current reality and, and better understood the situation they were living in. And so maybe for you, the question is, what can you do to better understand the circumstances and situations surrounding that burden, that concern, that thing that you believe needs to change? How can you better educate yourself on what's needed, on how it got to be that way? What can you do to better understand the current reality of the situation? And then do you, like Nehemiah, have a picture of a better future? Do you know what it could look like or what it should look like? And then next, have you prepared and sought wisdom? Have you given some time to really think about what you could do to help enlist others to make that change? How will you invite them to participate? And so today, just some thoughts about how we might be an influence and make an impact following some of the wisdom that we find here in Nehemiah. And so the question is, what is God stirring up in you? And then what will be your response? Let us pray. God, we thank you for entrusting with us your heart and your vision and your dream for the world and that you invite us to participate. So we give you praise for using people like us, ordinary people, to join you in doing your good work. And so, God, we pray again that you would clarify what is it that you'd have us give our time to, our energy to, our resources to, to see good change, your kind of dreams and visions take place in the world around us. Would you lead us and guide us in how to best learn, to best share, and to best participate. And so God, lead us and guide us today and continue to fill us with your heart and passion for what you care about most. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.